Good morning, Chris. Hey, how's it going? You know, pretty dang good. Ready to do a podcast. Today is a special day. Well, today is a special day for a lot of reasons. But for you and me is, did you ever think that we'd be together for a hundred of anything? You know, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So let's just, let's just. I didn't, I didn't think you put up that. with me that long. Let, yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Well, I didn't think, I, I still don't think you're going to put up with me that long. Um, let's just say that we could jump to the future and the vaccine shot actually extends our life a hundred years from where we're at right now. Okay. Oh, is man. that, uh, so would you stay by my side for another hundred years? Well, so far, so you good. You had to think you know? about that. You had to take a I, deep breath and think about that. Wow. I can't, I can't imagine you at, what would that make you? 155? Yeah. 155 years old. That'd be cool. Yeah, I can't either, but you know. Yeah, so 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 then when you when you that means you would act like you were I don't know, 16? Well, I'd be back in diapers. <laughs> well, that's Probably, for sure, right? Yeah, I'd be Probably. reversing it back. So a hundred podcast and you know, the whole uh shutdown and and pandemic and all this stuff really took our podcast a different direction and slowly we're getting it back where we really wanted it to go. But we went in a lot of people. Let, let's talk about the that those hundred, those hundred episodes, you know, we've had some really good ones. And well, you I want to say we, that we, I was going to say when we started it off, you know, they were, they were in-person interviews and that kind of stuff. And, you know, uh, recorded at events and stuff like that. And, you know, now here we are on zoom still not really zoom, but right. same idea. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we go live. We started out with conversations, trying to help people. We got a lot of we we still get a tremendous amount of messages. Um, I think that's probably the what what's been the coolest part of doing a, the podcast for you. Just just hearing from people, like you said, the messages, hearing from people that it that it makes an impact, that it it's been changing things for them. So that's good. I even you know I hear from somebody you know, at least once a week. Hey, you know, we love the podcast, listen all the time, that kind of thing. And uh, it just blows my mind that that somebody takes the time to listen to us. Yeah, really. Actually, they, right? mostly, they mostly listen to you, but it's, you know, I'm here too. <laughs> you know, you know, what blows me away more is that they actually watch us on YouTube. That blows me away more than listening because then they got to see us. Well, that's true. Do. You know, it do. Yeah. Do. And so, you know, 100. So today we're going to really talk about something that's really important to me and let life speak to you. That's the topic. I've got a lot of notes, so we're going to try to condense. I always put more notes into it. I did have somebody uh, last night uh, on Messenger. I can't remember which one of the ones. They asked me how much prep time it takes us for a podcast, you know, and surprisingly, the answer is um, these things don't. These are real life experiences, so it doesn't take like days to put it together because it's real. It's shit that we've, you know, we've lived through. Um, you know, there is probably, I don't know, how much time do you put in to like just getting ready for it? Maybe an hour? Oh, there's a, there's an hour of prep for these when it comes to the behind the scenes stuff and the promotion of it and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you meant, you mentioned that it doesn't take you that long, but really, I mean, you're always prepping for stuff like this. I mean, you've got You've got a long list of topics and notes on those topics, and you don't necessarily always know when you're gonna gonna address it and use it, but you're always working on them. 
Yeah. Hey, well, you, you just cut out for a second, by the way. Um, oh, yeah? So if we lose you for some reason, we'll we'll, we'll move on. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to say that on average, I probably have, if you wanted to, say, to answer the person's question, probably about four hours. So for, for every podcast, there's probably, on my end, probably about four hours of actual, like, putting together, putting the notes together, moving things around, you know. Um, and then I always come back on it, you know, several days out. And then I always come back on it, believe it or not. I made adjustments about an hour and a half ago and and because you just things change right and it's kind of what we're going to talk about is let life speak to you is that you know the message and here's the deal is i guess my my the audience i go after um is i'm kind of an underdog and you know I, i'm not even going to jump in here in a second we got some people we want to introduce uh we weren't going to do this podcast today we were going to actually film we were going to record um, another one and, and skip it to 101, but and then do something uh, like over the top crazy for 100. And, and it was actually this topic, you know, when we talked about it, this topic is 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 Chris and I to show you how the universe works. I'd sent Chris this this what I wanted to talk about, and it, I didn't know it was going to be the hundred. And I said this is something really strong to me. And then I came into these guys that are here training with us in interning. And I told them, hey, we're going to do this live with you guys here because you're a cool group and we've heard the story. And really, my story and my struggles leading up to this, there's people here with us right now that them themselves or their loved ones have had far greater struggles and have made it. Um, you know, so it, it's really cool. But, you know, let's like, speak, you know, speak to you, you know, as you live things in your business and everything else. So real quick, uh, we want to thank PNS Products. Uh, for jumping in and, uh, and and always supporting us on the podcast. And then uh, we're going to introduce our interns first and then our students of the month. And then uh, so we're going to get up in our first intern. Uh, the reason why today's kind of cool is it's our 100th podcast. Uh, he's a really good friend and it's his birthday and it's his anniversary. He was here on training a year ago and celebrated his birthday with us a year ago. So Luis, come on up and introduce yourself. So happy birthday, bud. Thank you. Hey, Chris. Hi, everybody. Uh, yeah, last year I was here, Luis uh, Melgosa with Diamond Detail. And uh, I don't really care about my birthday, but I wanted to get this uh, last year and I was here. I loved it. And I'm so glad that I'm here again. So thanks. Yeah. Well, and he does. He does care about his birthday. I so know. next we got Steve. Our aunt. He does. We've got special presents. Steve gave him a special present last night. We got one for him. <laughs> we got a whole group present for him tonight. <laughs> Uh, and so with that, Steve, come on up. So you guys just do your thing. I'm going to get out of the way. Hey, Steve Thompson, Boise, Idaho, detail doctors uh, here interning. And uh, the best part about interning is it's a refresher from a year ago when Luis and I first met. And uh, the group that's here is so diverse. And I was posting on Facebook about it and just I couldn't think of uh, I wouldn't replace any of you with anybody to be working with, and it, it, it's an honor. And um, yeah, it just and, and, and it's and, only like day three. And this is what's cool. This wasn't planned either. But if you look over our shoulders, that's one of his company hats that he placed on the wall a year ago. Uh, no, longer than that. I, that was two, two years ago. Yeah. So he pushed up there. We have taken it down to clean around it yeah. and dusted it off, but it hasn't moved. And so you know. That's how sentimental we are, you know, within the trainings and so forth. And so it's cool to have him. Um, you know, Steve's out of Boise, so uh, it, 
Idaho is dear to my heart. Spent, you know, uh, about a third of my life in Idaho. And so go Broncos, you know, right? All right. All right, guys. So just file by and introduce yourselves. Josh Pierce, Carousel Auto Appearance in uh, Iowa City, Iowa. This place is pretty badass. So (laughs) if you haven't been, you need to come. Samantha Sweden, Bellavita Mobile Detailing in Scotts Valley, California. You got, you got to tell them what's, what's the name? Of, what, what's your company name mean? The Good Life in Italian. Ah, I like it. I like it. Jump in there. Jump cool. in there. How's everybody doing? Uh, Jeremy Carrillo from uh, Northern California, United States Air Force. No company currently, but soon to be uh, when I retire from the Air Force. Uh, yeah, as the Air National Guard guys say, once you go black, you never go back. So double black's a big, big uh, favorite of mine. Right on. Good job. Edward Lopez from San Diego, California. Um, don't have a business yet, but that's the plan in the near future. Okay, so stay up here. So this this young man ties us for the youngest person to ever come through training, 16 years old. And he, too, just like the past 16-year-old, did not does not have his license yet. So I want to take <laughs> and tell you guys that this is – anybody that says the generations coming up uh, aren't cool – this is proof that they are um, is because this kid's fitting into an adult world and right into the skill set and everything else doing it. But credit to you guys, you guys are stepping up and treating him like an adult, one of you. And it's been, it's been badass. So kill Thank it. You. All right. So let's jump into it, Chris, shall we? And yeah. so um, let's go ahead and let's, let's, let's get into this. One of the, the, again, let life speak to you is, you know, if you're really smart, is that let me let me start out. Is that as I get older, I figure out I'm not as tough as I thought I was. Is that I have faced, you know, in search and rescue, I myself I've never got shot up by a gun. Uh, yet I've gone out and had to deal with people that were shot up pretty bad. Um, I've never taken and 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 taken direct fire and gotten hit. Yet I've responded to people that have. I've never. I've never gone out um, and, and been in a gang fight, um, but yet I've responded to gang fights and had to provide medical. Uh, I've never been lost in a wilderness for countless days and been exposed so bad I'm near death, but yet we've gone out and we dealt with those people. So those people, the ones that lived to tell, they were strong enough to come out of that and in the diversity and go on with life. I've never faced that. I've only had to deal with it from the other side of it. And so those people are really strong. People right here with us right now, dealing with, 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 with their loved ones or themselves, dealing with homelessness. Two things I've never, I've never faced in my life is being homeless and not being loved. And there's people that face that every day and are facing it right now. So I'm not that tough. But with that, I've had my own struggles in life. One of the biggest misses in my life was not listening to life. And One of them was, was not having the faith in myself to know I could do it. I knew I could do it, but deep down, I didn't believe I deserved it. Deep down, I believed that somebody at any time, and I'm talking all the way into my 40s, was going to come rip it away. Um, I was terrified of being broke. I was terrified of not having good credit to the point that it really ruled my life. And, And that's not a healthy thing. Um, in my 20s, I had a, a, a work hard, play harder mentality. And then I let some stinking thinking get into my brain. Not a person is a collective of things that I, I experienced 
where I thought I had to be a provider, where I thought I had to be um, that just working nonstop, that I had to provide everything for everybody else in my life. And I forgot to feed myself. I forgot to take a breath. All the things that are important to me and were important pretty much went away. Now, you know what you could say? My family was there. I had kids. I had my wife and everything else. God bless that. I mean, I'm not saying that's not important. But let me tell you, you screw up real quick in life if you lose you. And at least I did. Maybe some of you are again. I'm not that I'm not that strong of a person is that, um, you know, we were talking yesterday and I used to think that I was probably a three percenter, you know, the guy like Jocko is a one percenter, you know, and I've probably resolved myself now in my 50s to figure out I'm a five percenter is I'm top five in, in toughness. Uh, that's a big statement in itself. A lot of you might think that you are 3% or you're 1%. But until you see people and hear stories like I heard yesterday, you know, and and you see people at their worst and they live, I'm not sure some of the people that I've gone out and had to rescue, I'm not sure if I was in their situation, I would have made it. And their will to survive was so strong. Now I say that, but I got a strong will. But some people have a stronger will. Where I really screwed up was not giving back to myself. And I want to talk to you about having that, that ability to go out and listen, man, if you're going to make it, you're going to, you're going to work harder and do things that you never thought you had to do. I'm not today. I don't mean that you're not going to have to work hard. I'm just going to have to tell you right now that if you put a, a fighter jet in the air and go afterburner right now is they're not going to go very far. But yet if you crank back that, that, that on that, on, on, on the power and let it cruise a little bit, is that you want to hit that afterburner only when you need it. The rest of the time, you want to get to a nice cruise speed and make it happen. And so we're going to address how to, to adjust all these different things. Now, second follow-up was is that I gave up important things in my life and I overworked. And so I didn't believe in myself to the, to the core. I didn't think I deserved it. And I looked over my shoulder an awful lot. I looked at my past like it was going to be my future is that I kept looking back at the things that I experienced that were bad and kept dwelling on those things. And honestly, that wasn't until our now um, 23-year-old daughter told me that just years ago. She was in college, you know, and she's an Air Force officer now. And she says, Dad, you know, I know things have happened to you, but you got to stop looking back at those things and just put them behind you. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't until my daughter, probably then a teen, said that to me that I was able to not look backwards over my shoulder anymore. I was in my 50s by that time, my early 50s. And all the way up until that time, I was constantly looking over my shoulder. Not that I, anything was following me, not, not that I had any guilt for anything, but I kept looking back there expecting to go back there. I couldn't accept that where I was, that I was going to stay there and I deserved it. And I can't tell you how much further in health, mental health, happiness, maybe even financial, maybe the people around me, would have been had I not kept looking over and thinking I was going back there, that I deserved to go back where I came from because I didn't. I didn't deserve. Um, I let other people's mouths get into my ear and fill me with I didn't deserve it. And ask yourself this. How many times have you heard people say, hey, you know what? God, why are you doing that? Why are you starting this business? Why are you working so hard? Why are you wasting your time? You're never going to do that. You can't achieve that. 
you know, is, yeah, you can. And, and the second somebody says that to you, rethink their meaning to you. And I had to take some steps away from some people to get away from that. But in the back of my head, some of that was fuel to propel me. And honestly, some of it was ghost holding me, hold, holding my feet back. Dra I was, I was dragging them. And it wasn't because those per that pe person said it. It's because I wouldn't release it. I wouldn't let go of that negative thought and it got into my head. But was it their fault? No, I had that negative thought there. They just made it surface again. And because they reiterated it, I kind of believed it in a twisted kind of way. So a close follow-up on my lack of uh, faith in myself was overworking and stressing out my mind. I mean, I just overworked and overstressed. And it's probably the other way. I probably overstressed and overworked. And the reason why I overstressed was because I was overworking. Uh, I can tell you, there's times, again, use the afterburner. You can go to, you know, hyperspeed and just cruise, get up there to elevation, have a have a, have a ni a nice groove going. And then every once in a while, when the need comes up, put in an afterburner. I just didn't know how to do that. Is I really thought growing up that the only way that you were going to make it was to absolute go full blast hardcore. And I couldn't shut that down, and I couldn't shut my mind down. I just couldn't do it. And slowly but surely, I started getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And what I mean by sicker and sicker and sicker is that something's going to come out. And my clarity wasn't as clear because I stressed. Is my capability of being, I sounded confident, I looked confident, but deep down, I wasn't. I wasn't confident at all. And that overworking was taking and actually making what I was doing worse is that I wasn't letting life speak to me because I had so much noise going to my head of nonsense that I thought was important that now looking back wasn't important at all. Now on all these things, I was able to stop it at a pretty, at a pretty decent age, but it shouldn't happen in the first place. And if it did happen, it, it, it should have happened for a very, very short duration. That's what I'm sharing it with you now. Well, I also mentioned that I've witnessed a new movement in entrepreneurship is that um, your business is not a charity. Is that there's a whole, and I think people out there, let's face it, about 90% of businesses that start up fail. It's a high number, especially in, the, in our industry. Worldwide, all businesses, not that high, but in our industry, it's that high. And a small business that high because they don't count a lot of them. A lot of them are dead before they get off the ground. But here's the deal is that you cannot take and read a book, go to a class, uh, listen to a podcast, uh, watch TikTok. Uh, I always tell people I don't need inspirational videos. I need inspirational music and I need inspirational words. But if you got to keep going back and filling your flat tires with inspirational videos, something's wrong. Something's wrong. You should naturally be inspired to move ahead on your own. And nobody's going to do it for you. You're going to have to do all of the lifting yourself. Now, we're going to get into delegation here in a minute. Delegation, a lot of people think when we talk about this, is delegation to your staff. No, it's delegation to your family. Is that, you know, there's times that I felt that I really let my family down. There's also times I really felt my family let me down. It goes both ways. But I started that fight. Does that make sense? The other thing is, is that if your family are reaping the rewards of your hard work and efforts, guess what? 
there's some sweat equity put into that. There's also some giving. You're an A type and you're very demanding. So you've got to take and realize that and kind of get away from that and realize that you can't let you can't let your drive rule your relationships. So I want to uh, I want to take and talk about um, what I've learned in the last decade on the envisioning part of things is that you just can't take and make a plan out, a written plan. First off, our business plan is pretty short, three or four pages long. Um, that's even our marketing plan, it's our financial plan, it's everything. It's really short. Uh, if you're going in for funding for a loan, well, you're probably going to have to get a little more involved. But our plan is very simple. Uh, what is not simple is that we map, mind map out each and every one of those and we take in and, and, and filter it down until it, everything fits our, our business and where we want to go. You also got to take an envision, what do I want out of this business? Where do I want to go with this business? And I can tell you this right now, I have watched a lot of people with their drive and their motivation is to be rich. It's a money only motivation. That's really dangerous. Is that first off in, in this day and time, you know, I've lost to COVID in the last three days, three people, you know, three days, three people. I'm hoping that trend doesn't continue. Uh, but the first thing this morning when I get on social media, there's at least six other people that are on ventilators, you know, of loved ones that either I know or or people that are in their in their direct circle. We don't know when our time's going to end. We're in weird times right now, the weirdest times of my life for sure. And so for you to go out and strictly, you know, you're a young man, you got your whole life in front of you, is to strictly go out there and just simply work is not the answer in my in my book. You've got to bring great joy into your life. And you, what, why do we work? Well, hopefully you work to move ahead. But not just that. The old saying is you're not going to take it with you. And you're not. I've never seen a person take their last breath and grab their money before they, 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 they check out. Matter of fact, I've never even heard anybody mention their money. Well, one guy. One guy. I mentioned him in a, in a speech I give. But, you know, my start wasn't always easy is you know no dad special education and i've shared that many times and i'm not going to dive into there because there's a lot of you that face a lot more than that but i will tell you this that i spoke at an event last week and uh, one of our suppliers had brought her her daughter and uh, i had taken and shared my story of not knowing my dad and being thrown into the thrust of of special education which at the time was the worst thing that could ever happen to a young kid right um, but shortly after that was the best thing that ever happened to me because it just taught me to learn at a whole nother level. Um, that young lady came up to me afterwards with tears in her eyes. She's 18 years old and shared that her, she had never known her dad either. And she's also a special ed kid. And we talked about the struggles and it, I'll tell you, it was really refreshing because we hadn't been able to take, I hadn't talked to a fellow special ed person that was like, like passionate about it in a long time. And it really woke me up to. That little girl, that I, I lived through that. She's living through it. And it was so amazing to see her passion and to be able to tell her, don't listen to whoever they're, they're, what they're telling you right now. You can do anything you want. Matter of fact, I said, I want you to look at all the A students in your class right now, at, at the whole school. Most of them are going to work for the C students. 
most of them are going to go work for the C students. They're going to have a boss that was a C student that has been able to develop his or her personality and his or her way of communication and his or her way of building up relationships. And that's going to excel you further than anything else you've got. You need to go learn what's going to develop you first. Now, mental implanting. Mental implanting, if you Google it, is I really, I got into this probably five or six years ago. And a lot of people think it's hocus pocus. But let me tell you, is again, let life speak to you, is that the things that are in your mind is where you're going to go. And if, if you think that you're going to be down here, guess where you're going to be? Because that's the imagery you're going to have. So, for instance, is one of the things that I implant in my mind is that we have been looking for our property where our shop is for five years. And I just kept, I knew I was going to, I knew that we're going to get something. Now, when this popped up, was it, I said, oh my God, that's what I, that's what I implanted in my brain. No, not even, not even close. But what had happened was it was the situation I'd been implanting in my brain for a long time. And so we knew it was going to happen and it happened. We, I knew that I was going to have a, a relationship with a chemical company that was like no other relationship I ever had. And that's the brand behind me. And it's changed my life. Um, I, I knew that we were going to be able to influence people in, in the industry. You know, 15 years ago, when we started to train, we knew that we were going to take and, and, and make a difference in people's lives. Sorry, it's, it's fly season here, if you can tell, from all the horses around our property. And they've decided... They disappeared for two days and they are back today in vengeance. So if I'm screwing away, that's why. But the, the the fact of you being able to take an image, get an image of where you're going, is absolutely essential. You are just like if you if you talk to a dietitian or a trainer, you are what you eat. We are what we think. Totally. Uh, some of us, I am not a good student. I am not an ideal student. I hate schoolwork, even today, when I have to take courses. Um, I am a great test taker because I will go in. I'm one of those people that two days before the test is due, I start cramming. I get an A, and two days later, I don't remember any of it. You know, not a single part of it. Um, I'm a practical guy. If I can go do it, I'll do it. Um. Before I get started again on another one is that I want to share with you that look at everybody, and this came from our conversation last night. When you see somebody in any situation, someone in the group you're talking to is going through a serious battle in their life. Is they've got a mental struggle, they got a family struggle, they got a personal struggle, or they got a health struggle, or they got financial struggles going on. So you got to realize that when we're communicating with people, is realize. If they come and kind of lash out at you, is that something's going on in life. Don't get angry. Figure out how you can help them out. Because a lot of times it's a very temporary situation that they're in. Um, many of you won't relate to what I've, I've said many times over and over during different podcasts of my struggles. But you will as you start building companies. You will figure out the stresses. You will figure out the long hours. You will figure out the challenges of hiring people. You will figure out the challenges of firing people. You will figure out the challenges of angry customers. You will figure out how to balance your own life. You will figure out the balance of bringing in a family to it. You will figure out a spouse and the challenges they have. You will figure out an aging parent. You will figure out losing that parent. 
And all those things come into play in your daily stress. And oh, by the way, you got to run a business or businesses. So here's the thing I want to give you. I want to give you take and, 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 and give you some tools to walk away from is, you know, I found out late in life that my mom was stressed at one point and I couldn't figure out, and her and my grandma were really close. My grandma's 100% Italian, hardcore. You know, a lot of my core values come from that woman. Um, I've said it before. I spent 18 years in the same bedroom. You know, she had one side of the room. I had the other. And, you know, when I was 13 years old, pretty miserable having a bedroom with your grandma, you know, especially when she snored. Just wasn't fun. But by the time I was your age, 16, I figured out it was one of the biggest gifts I'd ever gotten in my life is because she was laying down wisdom and she was fun in hell. She wasn't your average grandma. You know, I came home the first night from drinking. I, I, I've never been a drinker, even then, still now I'm not. But what happens when, you, you, you better not know the answer to this, is what happens when you first drink and you lay down and you get on a bed, what's the bed start doing? Man, I lay down and I'm trying to be as quiet as I can, right? Because I don't want her, you know, I don't want her to know I've been drinking. And she goes, put a foot on the ground. And I said, what? Why would I do that? And she goes, because you're drunk. Whatever you're drinking was really cheap. And put your put your foot on the ground. It'll help stop the bed from spinning. I mean, what a valuable lesson to be able to all these years say. But I learned a short time, you know, in, in years that during that same time period is my mom was really contemplating putting me up for adoption. And it put a lot of conflict in our house with my mom, my grandma and me. And, you know, later in life, I understood, you know, I, I really when I found that out, I was really angry. I was hurt, you know, that my mom thought about doing that. But as I've figured out the struggles in life, as I figured out, she wasn't trying to protect herself. She was trying to protect me. She thought somebody else could give me a better life. And maybe somebody could have. Maybe somebody could have given me gifts. Maybe could have. I would have had my own bedroom. But maybe I wouldn't have. Maybe I would have been abused. Maybe one of the key characters I started out with in this talk is that I never went homeless and I never went without love. And my mom, I told her that towards the end of her life, was the biggest gift you gave me was loving me un unconditionally and without end. Was that's the biggest thing you could give me. We never had much, but I always had that. And looking back, that's the thing that a lot of people are missing. Yet I had it. So with that, is that you've got to love yourself. you got to start with yourself. I know it sounds selfish, but let me tell you, you're going to be a better person to you you're going to be a better person to your, your, your spouse, your significant other, your kids, the people around you, your staff, and everything else if you gift yourself. So when I got into business, even before that, into sports and everything else, I was the kid that could. But I was also the kid that didn't believe. So I'd win that starting position, and to be honest, I'd sabotage it. I'd win that contract for tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars and I wouldn't lose the money. I wouldn't lose the position, but I wouldn't do my best because I didn't think I could. I was doubtful that I was going to be able to carry out my commitment because I had so many people tell me that was the case. Well, in a very short time, but my mid twenties, I figured out, Hey, you know what? I figured out how to do this and I'm not screwing stuff up. This is pretty cool. Then the finances started coming to play. I started making the money. Then I started making real money. And I didn't know what to do with that money. 
And one of the, 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 the things I want to share with you right now is that what I learned really quickly was that it's okay to work hard for your money, but the mistake that entrepreneurs make, almost all of them, is they don't allow their money to work hard for them. As we get out there, many of us, especially those that started with very little, what do we do? We spend it. We spend it. We blow it. We buy useless stuff. And I'm going to tell you this right now, is the, the less you feed your body with exercise, the less you feed your body with healthy, your mind with healthy exercise, the, the more junk you allow into your head, the more stress you allow in your head, the more junk you buy because you're trying to satisfy something. Whereas if you go out and you stay mentally healthy and you stay physically healthy and you invest your money, you're going to be happier. You're going to be far ahead. But there's not enough shit that, that, that when, you get, when you start getting burned out, you start looking ways to buy happiness. So for some people, and thank God I didn't have the struggle of drugs. Thank God I didn't have the, the struggle of alcoholism. Where are my struggles? Just, just stupid things, cars. I mean, you know, things that, that, that gave me great joy, but did they replace the joy that I was missing in myself? No. Matter of fact, I found out real quick, you don't own things. Things own you. Because when you go out and buy things, there's attachment cause and effects to it. I've had a Grand Canyon level of fear of becoming poor my entire life. And my entire life is that my trigger points for stress is two things. My bank account and my credit score. And it's sad because had I realized a long time ago that you're okay. You're not going to, you've got money in the bank. Just don't do anything unwise. And for the most part, I haven't. I've done a couple, couple big risky things in my youth that cost me a lot of money. But that was risky things in my youth. And I, I rolled the dice. Most time I won. But a couple times I lost. And it's just like going to Vegas. You take your looks and you move on. Would I have changed those things? I, I'd like to have that money back, you know? Would I have not done the risk? No, I would have done it. Even now, knowing that I was going to lose because of what I learned, what I learned from the from the exposure to it. While it was positive thought deep down, I had serious doubts in my life, and I still fight those demons. Those 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 fears to this day is my self worth to myself, my my worth to others, my credit score, and my bank account is that I don't look at it and have to have it grow. I'm just always fearful in the back of my mind that it's going to disappear somehow to this day. Um, and I also can't stand eating. I will not get near uh, powdered milk to this day, and I won't get near government cheese. Uh, you show me government cheese, I gag right then and there. You get me near powdered milk or cheap milk, I gag right then and there. Uh, and roaches. I'm terrified of roaches because I had roaches in my house as a kid. And if you get me near a roach now, I freak the hell out. Um, so here's some mindset that, skills. And alligators. And alligators. I don't like alligators either way. So I want to share some takeaway skills. I want to share some ways that you guys can all take and build yourself up. And uh, I want to thank, again, uh, Penis Products for being a, a, a big part of my learning and the ability to take and really the last five, six years to study people and really study myself and really come up with a lot of this. 
is the first one is fitness is not a hobby or something that you do for fun. It's an essential part of your life and it should be a central part of your life forever is that not just physical fitness, but mental fitness is having escape times, knowing when you're overloaded and you got to get out of it, but just going to the gym, just taking a walk, getting on a bicycle, anything for 20 to 30 minutes a day. And here's what I suggest. If you've got a spouse that likes to do it, that's great, but you need alone time. You need time that you can just be on your own and recover. And it's not a selfish thing to use that, that exercise time, taking your dog for a walk, something simple. You don't have to go and be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you've got to be fit and you've got to do it all the time and continually throughout your life. Next is stress will kill you. Stress is directly associated with a lot of mental issues, heart attacks, strokes, high blood pressure, all of these things. Um, you're young, stress can kill you. Is it doesn't it doesn't go after just somebody that's older, and it will age you very very quick. Uh, this is a saying I borrow from my wife. Diane says us all the time: "Stop borrowing trouble." What that means that what if is a horrible habit to get into is that what if this happens what if that happens make a plan if it does and get the hell get it out of your head simple as that is that if it hasn't happened yet most likely won't and you're just worrying about nothing so get it out of your head long hours is not a badge of honor i see so many people putting in 16 hour days on and bragging about it i would much rather see he or she Take a brag about, you know, I got, I got, a, I had a full day, a very rewarding day, and 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 I'm heading to the gym at three o'clock. That, to me, is success. Now, if I had those long hours, sixteen hour, yeah, we still have, we had a we had a pretty long day yesterday, right? We'll probably have a pretty long day today, tomorrow, and the next day. That's okay because again, remember, is it's it's that turbo boost, it's that afterburner. We're just turning it on now and again, and we pull it back off when we're not using it. Realistic hours with a solid profit is a badge of honor. Not just the long hours alone. Don't simply work hard for your money. Make your money work hard for you. And then one of the last things I'm going to tie into will be directly tied to that. And then stop procrastinating. Is you can analyze. There's analysis by uh, paralysis by analysis. You know, you could analyze and look, analyze and look, analyze and look, analyze, look, if it looks solid, it passed the stink test, pass it by your CPA. Make sure that I love everybody wants a lawyer. I don't know why everybody wants a lawyer that's in business. I think it's because it makes us feel not a lawyer. Who this? No, you want a good CPA. You want a good bookkeeper and you want a good CPA. Those two need to communicate and you do. I've got a dashboard on my phone. Best thing to happen. I can go see exactly what's happening with every piece of my finances in five minutes, you know? Um, our CPA guides the way, not an attorney, a CPA. I can't tell you the last time we needed an attorney, not very often, but we use our CPA. If not, if not a couple times a week, uh, several times a month, um, trust others with workload and delegate is yeah, you're good, but you're not that good. And if you're that good, you can train somebody to be pretty damn close to you. But also, don't expect them to be you. Now, can they the work turn out the same? Absolutely. Will they do it the exact same way? No. 
The other thing is, is that give them a really good work environment. But most importantly, delegate to them. Delegate. Now, that doesn't only come to your staff. That also comes to family members that, you, you know, you're in a relationship with them. You're self-employed. You're going to need a little help. And don't be bashful to help, you know. Explain to them, you know, I'm an early riser. I like to get up early. I don't like to stay up late. I like to, get, I like to go to bed and get up early. I like to go train. And explain to them that's your priorities and go after your priorities. Um, vacations are not for the week. Wow, man. Vacations? Who needs a vacation? Uh, you do. Most likely is that you've got somebody in your mind that's giving you some stinking thinking and thinking that you just got to crank it nonstop until you make it. Well, guess what? Well, guess what you're going to do when you make it? You're going to want to make it more. So you're never going to stop forward progress. You're never going to stop moving ahead. You're always going to keep going on. So you're never, it's a, it's a, it's a perpetual never ending work cycle if you don't take vacations now here's the other thing about either short little short vacations or long vacations it's a reset you come back and feel healthy you come back and you're more creative you come back and you're not burned out so take those trips and often next plan everything out you got to get really good at getting organized is that you've got to, everything in your life should be organized is that you should be using software, utilizing software for your business. You should be utilizing software for your finances. You should be using software for, for invoicing people. First thing you want to do is get paid. You always get paid. You never, you never leave a job without getting paid. You always want to get paid. I am COD, cash on delivery. Now, electronic invoices and so forth, yeah, but about two days out, I'm making a call to see why they haven't paid that invoice. You know, or sending a reminder. I want to get paid, and I want to get paid right then and there. Volunteer in your community. is find something that you can call your own and give back to your community. Everybody wants to take withdrawals out of their community business-wise. They don't, they, they don't figure out you've got to put deposits back in. That is your community. There's so many things that you can do. And it doesn't matter what age you're at. But I will gain, the younger you are and the more that you volunteer, the more eyes are going to get on you because it's not normal. And you will stand out just by doing that. And detailers, what are we known for? A lot of detailers have really tarnished our reputations as true professionals. And if you go out and show them how shiny you are in life, not just that you, what you can do on cars, is guess what? That's going to bring up your reputation, but the entire reputation of the industry. So you're an ambassador. Don't just look at it just your business, but you're an ambassador. You know, if that, um, if that, if that concept, oh, sorry, if that if that concept would uh, would kind of spread throughout the world, man, it would change everything. <laughs> it know, would. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize it. You know, my passion for search and rescue has been a, a lifetime passion. Now. I can say lifetime, 30 plus years. And 90 percent of the rescue teams in the world are volunteer. Whether it be on the water, you know, over in Europe where they got the boat rescue teams, whether it be right here in the wilderness in Big Bear, the backcountry of Idaho, Alaska, um, Russia, all over the world, those teams are volunteer. But here the deal is I've worked over my volunteer career as I've worked with Air Force officials. We've worked, we've, we've, we've looked for downed aircraft from, from air, the Air Force. We've worked with Army for downed aircraft. We've worked with Marine Corps for missing Marines. 
we worked with all these different agencies as tiers. And that's why I tell the military side of it is that we don't have the same culture because our soldiers go out and get paid to do what these volunteers are stepping away from their jobs and volunteering to do. And it's complete. We walk in and it's a complete different vibe because you got the volunteers there with a whole heart and us there wanting to get a paycheck. And it's just two different culture fighting. Now, do they come in and help? They help a lot. But we can't be the frontline search and rescue because we don't have the right culture. But bring a culture of volunteerism into your town, uh, your community. Bring it into your to your employees. You know, say, hey guys, we're going to take a day off. You're going to get paid today. We're going to go volunteer to do something. Uh, maybe you know, one of my pet peeves, and I don't even know how to fix it, is I live in a beautiful town and I love my community. I love it. I absolutely love my community, and it's just littered with litter. You know, it's just and almost now if you volunteered to, you know, uh, clean a clean a highway project, I don't know if you could keep it clean, you know, that people have gotten so messy. But with that, with animals, go to the shelter, you know, take donations at your shop, have a open garage and say, hey, we're there's a dog that's on death row right now at the shelter. We want to give it another three months. So anybody tonight, I hope you enjoyed the open garage. I've got a little pot out there. We're taking donations. My goal is I would actually like to give the, the dog a year to live, but three months is, is, is I'd, be, I'd be happy with that. And go out and work with the shelters. Go out and do other things. Um, go volunteer with your local fire departments for, for large animal uh, rescue and evacuation training. Is They will put that training on, most of them for you, and give that to you. And they need volunteers to help with that in communities when communities, you know, either earthquake or fire or floods, whatever it is. Is there's a lot of ways that you can volunteer in your in your in your in your home community. Um, find hobbies, be dedicated to them. I don't care what it is. You have got to get your mind clear. And having a hobby, whether it be woodworking, golf, you know, going to the gym could be a that's a great one. Uh, hiking, fishing doesn't matter. But really get into it because I'm going to tell you when you're diverse and you're not just thinking about business, when you've got something else that you're really deep about, what it does is you know we use such a small portion of our brains. It really does open up brain cells, man. I think you can go from a 10-pound brain to a 20-pound brain pretty quick by finding other interests. You know, and being a renaissance person, as I've said that time and time again, is have a lot of interest, read a lot. I read probably an average of 20 minutes a day, sometimes a couple hours. Last night, I, I stayed up, finished a little bit of this, and then read for about an hour. I just, I just dove in and read. And I loved it. I came out feeling much better. Um, this is one, as I get into these last couple is they're the most important is choose your influences very carefully is that is 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 both you and i are two spectrums you're just starting your life and i'm well into mine and both have some wild influencers in them is that at your age most people aren't thinking like you right now and you know what you're probably going to get teased a lot because while other people are going out and doing things that are goofy you're building a business and other people are going out and taking and getting a part-time job at McDonald's, you're detailing. What you're doing is building an empire. They're not going to understand that. You're going to be an oddity. That's okay. Smile, tap them on the back, and say, I love what I do. Because pretty soon, it's exactly, I have people that teased me in my youth about doing exactly what you're doing, and they don't tease me anymore. And I'm not mean to them. I, I, I accept their, their – they, most of my friends that were kind of mean about it are, are some of the biggest fans I've got now. They've turned the dead opposite way, and I'm so grateful for that because I probably was weird. 
You know, I probably was psycho. I probably was different. I know I was, but own it. And on the opposite side, as we get a little older, is some of our friends get pretty damn lazy and compliant. And they want to sit down in the chair. And I see 30s and 40-year-olds that want to do that. I can't imagine that. You know, I recently, with my, my, my wife, you guys saw me mind map the other day. I taught you that little skill, just a touch of it, is that I mind map out my entire life of everything I want to do. And I think I shared this with you guys, but I'll share it with the rest of you. Is I mind mapped it out of all the fun things, of all the states, cities, wildernesses, uh, countries, everything I want to see, all the activities I want to do, everything. And I'm sitting there, and I must have had a really confused look on my face. And Diane goes, what's wrong? And I said, man, I just mind mapped all the fun stuff out. I want to do the rest of my life. She goes, well, what's wrong with that one? I said, I need to live another 75 years. And I said, it means I need to be like 130 when I die. And she's like, well, you're just going to have to cram. I said, I, I can't. I mean, I, I don't know what I got to do. I got to make a new list, find out what's important. I can't imagine sitting down. But yet right now in the society we're in with, the, you know, with all the, the drama with COVID, there are a lot of people that are so freaked out about dying, they stopped living right now. They completely stopped living a life. And I can't imagine doing that. Now, I can't imagine being careful. I can't imagine taking precautions. I can't imagine just, just being real, but I can't imagine not living our dreams out. I just I can't imagine stopping that. And we just can't at any age. Um, hire a really good CPA. Whether you're small and brand new or, or you're seasoned, your CPA is, is a good friend of ours. Tom taught us this years ago, and I really lived by it for probably close to the last 10 years. And your CPA is one of the most important relationships you can have in your, in your, in your business and in your life. And then lastly, and, and this is aimed for all of us, doesn't matter your age, this is a goal. And this is a big goal, and a lot of people don't understand this goal, is that for every $100 you bring in, set 25 aside. Okay? For every $100 you bring in, set $25 aside. Now, if you do that, your nest egg is going to go pretty quick. Now, there's going to be times that you might have to go rob that to pay the bills. You know, you might not have enough. You might have to go take 20 of that 25 out on some months. That's okay because you still save five. There's some months that you only have to take $5 out to pay the bills for every hundred. And there's some months you won't touch it. And as you get further and further in, you'll touch it less and less. And so it's a great way to put money away for a rainy day and for investments because where you're really going to make money is by your money working hard for you. And you can't do that until you got a nest egg. So with that, hey, Chris, I know this was uh, kind of a different Yeah, can I one. jump in on that last one real quick? Absolutely. You know I, I saw that on your notes when you sent them over and, and uh, you know, 25%, that's a pretty big chunk, you know, and that, that could actually kind of scare people when they think about it. It's like, well, where am I going to get 25% of my income to essentially not touch and to put away? So, you know, if, if you can't do 25% at, at first, do, do 10, you know what I mean? And then six months from now, reevaluate it and add another 5% for a total of 15 until you get to that goal. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, 25% could look like a big mountain. So just take it in little chunks until you get there. And you know, when I was young, I started that when I was young. And so I remember I wanted to buy my first really nice car, but I hate payments. 
So for two years, I did that. I just took 25%. I was young. You know, I was in my 20s, making good money, making great money. But uh, what for a 20-something-year-old, you know, it wasn't by, 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 by standards, it wasn't a lot of money. Um, but I lived real simple. I hiked a lot. I skied a lot. Skiing wasn't expensive back then. Um, and I saved. And I ended up buying that car with no payments. And so, yeah, I paid the price. But And there was months I would put 25%. I was religious about it. 20, and I'd have to go pull some out, you know, because I just couldn't quite make it. But, man, try to make it to that big number and then pull out as little as you can. Because it's muscle memory. Anything you get in the habit of doing, you're going to continue to do. And you'll do it throughout your life. And most Americans, they're, they're two paychecks away from completely being broke. And so if you can take and change that. The other thing is being influenced to the other generations. You know, your own kids, other kids, you, everything else. Is that we've got so many bad habits being spread through society right now on finances. And, and it's a scary fact that one third right now, anybody under the, the age of 40 or 45 is one third of their income will go towards consumer debt. That's interest, just consumer interest. That's a scary number. That's an unacceptable number is that we've been trained that financing everything and you got to have, you got to have, you got to have is okay. And it's, and it's not, you've got to be very careful with your money. So, Hey, well, happy hundred, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know, it doesn't have good to for be, your you know, it's not a, it's not a big deal, but it's a fun number, you know, and, uh, we'll look forward to the next one, which will be 500, right? Yeah. I'll be the big one, you know, two, 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 two fifty will probably be a good one. That's a good one, you know? So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in and hope you, uh, again, thanks PNS products for stepping up. Uh, we're going to go get our matter of fact, we're going to be installing some soul on a, on a, on a car right now, uh, here today, we're going to have soul laid down here before we get done today. So we got a fun day of uh, we got some headlight sanding to do, some paint sanding to do, all the wet work uh, we're gonna do, and then uh, we'll be ready for you when you get here tomorrow. Yep, I'll be there tomorrow. Hey, did you get that part for the pressure washer? It's already installed and on. Good, cool. Yeah. Hey, and the guys did want to know if uh, if Mike Smith did send that outfit because they'd like you to wear it. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't arrive on time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure to get it. Yeah, because yeah, man, it's Lisa's birthday, and he, you know, he was kind of hope he is hoping that you're going to bring a, you know, a cupcake, you know, with that outfit on, you know. Huh. Okay, we'll <laughs> we'll make that happen for you. All right, guys. Yeah. Hey, happy detailing. All you guys, take care. We'll talk to you next time. See you. All right, see you guys.